Hey, everyone. I wanted to say thanks again for all the support and everybody who listens in. I know we have a lot of new listeners, and it just means the world to, to have you guys here. If you guys haven't, go back and watch and listen to the old podcast. I have over 125 episodes at this point, um, and it will let you guys just have a better understanding, especially because a lot of people like to reach out. But I always tell people, most of the time, the simple questions or the beginning questions I've already answered. And so you guys can get the most out of phone calls with me. You guys want to go listen to that. So then you can ask more strategic questions. But today's guest is going to be someone really fun to listen to because they weren't just an athletic trainer. They were a fly fishing guide. And so Garrett's going to go and talk into how he was able to put that into his experience of breaking into medical device sales as a full line sales rep. And so I'm excited to have Garrett on. He was a member of the course and he was breaking in as a full line sales rep role, again, skipping the associate role, which is always fun. If you guys are interested in learning more about breaking into medical device sales and how our average student breaks in in 11 weeks at $91,000, feel free to reach out to me at Jacob McLaughlin on LinkedIn and then new to medical device sales on all other social media, such as Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And so remember, if you guys aren't listening or watching me on LinkedIn, I do make sure to put posts that are continuing to help you guys. So if you haven't followed me on LinkedIn, make sure to do that because I try to put out weekly posts that are going to help you guys not only break into medical device sales, but also the journey of being in medical device sales and how to help you guys be reps. So again, you guys can do that, but feel free to reach out. The link will be in the description, but can't wait for you guys to get knowledge from Garrett and learning how to break into medical device sales as a full line sales rep. Let's get into it. Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today we have such a fun guest that I can't wait to share with you guys. Today we are bringing an actual a student from the course who was able to break into medical device sales, and not only break into medical device sales, came in as a full-line sales rep role, but today we have the honor of having Garrett Skelton on today, who is a former athletic trainer, but even more exciting. I love this part about him is being a fly fishing uh, guide as well. So we're going to uh, dig deep and dive into his story, what he did to be able to come in as a full line sales rep role with no sales experience previous. So Garrett, welcome to the show, man. Pleasure to be here, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the pod. Of course, man. It's uh you you definitely earned it, man. We've talked about this and you've put in the work and and, and it's just fun to to see all your hard work pay off. So again, congratulations on breaking in. Uh super proud of you. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's a matter of putting in the hard work. Nothing comes easy, uh, no matter the industry you're in, I think. And as you well know, it's a competitive industry, so uh you're gonna have to bring your A game. Yeah, hundred percent. And you and you've proved that and you've done it time and time again to be able to be where you're at. So just to give the guest a little bit of background about who you are, can you kind of go into, you know, who is Garrett? I, I mentioned a little bit about your background, but just who you are and then what kind of started getting you interested in med device sales? Sure. Well, uh, I'm an athletic trainer by trade. So for those who are like, oh, you know, what is an ATC? We are the ones that are responsible for athletic injuries when they happen. If you're watching an NFL game or a college football game, whatever women's basketball game. Uh, if someone gets hurt, those are APCs that run out. I grew up playing sports, just had an affinity to uh, athletics, but kind of where medicine met uh, athletics and hence the name sports medicine. So uh, I've done that 
for the last, oh my gosh, uh, call it like seven years. Um, the pandemic changed things a little bit, actually for the, for the better in a sense, kind of for me, um, and then what I was doing. So, uh, my first, my first job out of graduate school though, wasn't your traditional athletic trainer. I worked for an orthopedic practice, uh, in a clinical role, um, which had a little bit of OR time. So I, I had in a sense, an idea of, of what kind of the med device realm meant and was about. However, uh, I, I still have my athletic training license. I leveraged that right before the pandemic. I moved, uh, in a sense, back home or back to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, um, where I started from scratch and then COVID hit. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to have to be creative a little bit and contract and freelance, um, which also kind of led me to guiding. I'd, I'd known an outfitter here in Coeur d'Alene. So every summer for the last five years, I've, I've guided for Orvis Northwest Outfitters in combination with working as an athletic trainer for some of our local universities. Um, and then I also contract on the side with another uh, Fortune 500 company in a completely different sense. So yeah, man, it's been an eclectic uh, last few years. I, like I said, I, I had an idea about the medical device realm, but did not have an idea of what it took to break in. I thought, you know, you apply, um, I've got this wonderful resume, um, I'll just wait. And um, I, I kind of did that a little bit, um, but I, but if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. And I want to know, I don't I want to know uh, what right is, what's going to be competitive. I'm a competitive person. Um, you know, we all need some tailoring every now and then. So that's why I reached out to you and, uh, I don't know, maybe it was like August, something like that. Maybe July is like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to do it, uh, I need to, I need to tailor this a little bit, uh, and do it the right way. I want to be competitive. I know I'm competitive. Um, you know, let's go, let's do this. So yep. And here we are. I love it, man. Yeah. And, and the thing I just love about your story, because I remember we talked and you did a great job with working on LinkedIn, putting videos and stuff like that. But being able to take your past experiences, because again, we didn't have that sales B2B that they're looking for at all times, right? But you did a great job of being able to tell your story on who you are, what you your past experience had provided you to why you would be a good fit. And so the one that really uh, I, that stood out to me was, you know, when you would go fly fishing and you're with a family and nobody catches a thing, right? How do you make that experience? And so I just want you to talk on that real quick because we always talk about, hey, what's your story? What, what's your past experiences? And it's how we get so many people hired, but we don't have the traditional B2B sales experience. You are a perfect person to have that talk about how did you be able to relate your, old, your past experiences to show that you are a good candidate for this position, even though you might not have the B2B sales experience? Sure. Yeah. I think, I think to answer your question, it's, it's always going to be a big picture of things, but what takes a, a big part of it, what takes precedence, I think, whether you're talking to managers or reaching out to reps is you have to be relatable. Um, just be being personal and connecting with someone. And I think that kind of shoehorns in what your story may be. Um, the fly fishing guide thing um, I didn't really leverage early on, but then I thought, the more I thought about it, it's like, that's probably the only thing that I have that's sales oriented, even though it's an experience. 
I like to teach, I tailor trips. Um, what does that have to do with medical device sales? And then it's like, there's every bit to do with medical device sales. You know, with, with guiding, you have a day or a half a day to um, give someone a, a pleasant experience. Um, they're, they're on vacation, whatever it may be. They might be kids, they might be executives, they might be hedge fund managers, whatever. Um, how can I teach them something that they didn't already know and how can I tailor this trip to them? There's going to be challenges along the way. Um, what can I do? What is in my power to um, make this memorable? Um, I also think that's kind of re relatable to objection handling. Even though it's not verbal, it's 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 similar. Um, the, the first question you're asked when going through the vetting process, whether it's recruiters or not, um, is like, well, you know, you don't have any sales experience. Um, that's like your first objection. That's your first objection to handle. How are you going to handle that? The first time I was asked that, I didn't, my response, I kind of don't like, I like my response, but now I look back, it's like, that's not the right response by any means. It was like, well, um, you know, you're right. I, I, I don't have uh, sales experience and you don't know that I can do it, but you also don't know that I can't do it. Um, <laughs> I felt like that was like, it's rational. That was the logical response. Like that was the, the, the thing that went through my head. Um, I know that's not the answer they're looking for, but it got me <clears throat> a little more keyed into, um, you know, how to sell myself. Um, yep. That is it. And that is like, how do I do that? How do I do that? And then uh, kind of what led me to you. Yeah. That goes back to being relatable. Um, talking to people. I, you'd be surprised how how simple it is, but how difficult in the same breath it can be if you're not keyed into the right things to say in a conversation or the right ways to leverage your story. A hundred percent. And, and that, that's why I wanted to touch on it. That was such a good example because with you being a guide, you know, like first off, people are paying you money for this experience, right? So whether they catch it or not, they need to walk away and be like, that was worth the money and, and feel good, <laughs> right? For you. And you knew that. But also, like you said, it didn't matter if it's just a couple of kids or if you're with hedge funds, people that make a lot of money, CEOs, you're dealing with a, a whole array of people and being able to make an experience tailored to them so they can feel really good. No different than what you're doing in medical device sales, right? What you're going to do in med device sales because each surgeon's different, right? Like it, you make me think of, I had a surgeon when I was at Medtronic with New Mexico. He loved fishing. We literally, when I went there, that's all we talked about fishing. He told me all the places to go, everything. He's the only one I talked to like that because he loved fishing. And then I'd go to someone else and we would talk about the arts, right? Like each one's different. And so that's where I just want you guys to hear and see. There's so many different things about who you're going to be dealing with. Just take those past experience. If you were a waitress, bartender, right? You've dealt with all these different people, whatever you've done. And so being able just to be like Garrett's saying, relatable. Being able to take those conversations and being able to have that, that goes so much further because, again, this is where I get so passionate about it. And Garrett can, can speak to it throughout his journey. But it's like sales experience, I can, we can teach you how to be good sellers. We can teach you because here's at the end of the day, are you just doing the little things? Are you following up? Are you, reach, are you actually reaching out, doing the work or prospecting, seeing who you need to reach out to? Then you're actually doing the work of reaching out. Then are you following up? And then are you coming prepared to know like we can teach you and you can get taught that stuff but being able to have those relationships and those conversations with all different people 
to be able to, because this is why I know Garrett's going to crush it when he breaks in or when, now that he's in and he's going out into the field, you're going to go talk with a scrub tech, with a nurse, with an OR manager, a PA and a surgeon. Those are five very different people who have five very different backgrounds, five very different educational levels and five different incomes. You're not talking to each one the exact same. And that's in just one, that could be in a five-minute span of walking in the OR saying hello, going into the, the actual room. They're like That's how variety, it, there's so much variety here. So being able to relate that, and that's what Garrett did, always just did a great job showing in your process, is you are that person, man. And you did yeah. a good job showing that. Totally. You know, and I think when you're first reaching out and, and chatting with different reps or even recruiters, um, they, they're going to put you through the gamut like a surgeon or a scrub tech or an OR nurse or charge nurse, PA, all those end users are. They're, they're going to uh, get a feel for whether or not you're trustable or just likable. I heard this, actually, I read it in a book, uh, Atomic Habits. So kind of a, love that kind of a book, man. Dude, um, it, it, it taught me a couple things. Uh, I think I read it in there. Uh, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So there's kind of that part of it. Yep. Um, and then in there, it was it also said, you, you shouldn't identify with one version. You shouldn't get too comfortable with one version of your identity. Uh, and I think that might be something folks struggle with, whether or not they think they can have a conversation with a surgeon. They can walk in the operating room and say, da 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 this is why I'm here. Uh, I like this particular product, but uh, if you just give me a couple minutes, I can, I can plug you on this one that I also think is really, really good. Um, you know, if you're not in that space and you don't think you can be in that space, you're never going to be in that space. You know, you almost have to convince yourself to be someone in something different before you can ever be that person. I think, but you know, you have to put in all this other background work and like be able to bridge some of those connections all the while not be phony, you know, like people think because it's sales, it's, it's like, you know, you're always trying to move something, move a product. Um, and that's like tertiary to what actually needs to happen and making connections and networking. That's that first that first step. It's no different once you're in that realm. So, you know, I think, I think back to like, for me, I, I, because I had not been in the realm, I had to convince myself why I would be good at it and how that would translate with in those interviews or just a general conversation with the sales rep. And it's like, once that started to happen, it's like, yeah, that's exactly why I'm going to be great at sales. Yep. No, hundred percent. And then and like to, the one point I want to really stand out because you, you hammered it, but this is what we talk about all the time. When I first broke in, I it didn't understand, I didn't understand it right away, but then it started making sense. They always talk about, you just need to be a chameleon. The best, yeah. the best reps are chameleons. And what that means is you're able to change with who you're talking to and you're able to blend in. There's sometimes you're just in the room and you shut your mouth. You don't do anything until yeah. you need it. And there's yeah. times because because you can feel the tension in a room and then there's other times it's you got chatty kathy well we're gonna make sure she feels good you know what i mean like you're just reading the room being that resource but this like to garrett's point this is where i talk to people 
and this is the number one comment that I've gotten when I when I started having success and you know people would start reaching out to me because I, I started having a lot of success at a small time and they're like how are you doing it and it, my conversation has always come in it's never once been about actually making the sale right it's that's not that's never been my focus my number one focus is making sure I'm providing value to them in any way that I can because if I'm doing my job of providing value they're going to look at, hey, what is this? And then going back to Garrett's point, the likability, just being able to be a real person, that, that was like, I tell people, that was actually my number one. If I walked out of a room and they're like the true clear rep, I failed. I failed so much because that means they don't even know who I am. And so my goal every single time when I walked in was to ask them how they were, not me first, them first, ask them, get right. to know who they were, what makes them tick, each and every person. And then oh. guess then you start talking about yourself of, you know what? You know what I know everybody likes? My freaking dog. So I'm going to bring up my dog, and then I'm going to show a picture of my dog. And then they're like, your dog's so cute. And then when you leave and you've been nice, and like the amount of times this happened is I would be in a case, and I did everything. And when I say like, like from the point of like setting stuff up, getting everybody ready to where they need to go, helping with the procedure, and then leaving. But then after every single case, going to every single person in the room and saying, hey, thank you so much. It's a true pleasure. Appreciate you so much. And they're like, I didn't even do anything. Like, you did it all. And I'm like, no, yeah. you, you did it. Thank you so much. I walk out. I take zero of the credit, even though I did all the work. I take sure. zero of the credit, put it all back onto the room. And every time I left, guess who they're singing? Man, Jacob, not the true clear up. Man, Jacob was a good dude. Or we like working with Jacob. Right. And then you come in and guess what? Now... When they're like, this happened. This is how I turned one of my lowest performing accounts into a top, or a top performing one was they would have bad cases with my competitor, but everybody already liked me. And I had already shown up at time and time again. I showed that I provided value. I was never pushy. I never did anything that I wasn't supposed to. And then they just started asking doctors, hey, have you tried true with Jacob? I was like, I'd get a call. Hey, this doctor, a doctor I never worked with. Hey, a doctor scheduled with you next week. Sure. You, there would be times I'd be like, are you sure? Like, that's not my doc. And they're like, no, they requested you now. And so going back to Garrett's part of being a chameleon, but just being a human being. And don't worry about the sale because if you go and care about those people that you're working with first, get to know them and know what they what makes them tick, they will scratch your back more than you ever could do by yourself trying to push push sales. Because the last thing I want to say on this point is, like Garrett said, everybody knows Salespeople are pushy. They're salesy. I literally had somebody that's actually in sales be like, oh, I got to be careful because these salespeople. And I was like, you do better watch what you say because you're a salesperson now, right? Like you can't be referring to them now like that because that's you. But that's where I tell people, if you're different, that stands out. When you're the one person not pushing a product, when you're the one person only asking about their day, asking how you can help them, going out of your way and then thanking them for you doing all the work. Totally. Changes everything. Yeah. I think a couple things with that. Um, everyone in, in the operating room or within whatever realm in the med device space you're in um, is getting paid. Right. But I think a lot of people think that their job is somewhat thankless, even surgeons. I mean, the pressure's on them. It's like they're, they're having to do something that is, um, fairly stressful and, and, and for good reasons. It's like, it, it, 
you know, the, the stakeholders are the person and, it, and maybe in some cases it could be life or death potential. Um, you know, but the last thing anyone in that space is thinking about is, is what reimbursement is. So it's like, don't go in there, you know, thinking that um, everyone else uh, takes precedent over you or the vice versa. You are there as a resource and have that mentality, number one. What can I offer you to make your job easier? Um, you really don't have and shouldn't really have necessarily that, that pressure. I mean, until your hands are in the operation, um, everyone's job is probably tougher than yours. What can you possibly give them that's going to make their job easier? Um, and if it's nothing at the end of the day, just be super thankful for their time. Um, so that, that's what I would for sure say to that, I think. And I've heard that multiple times. Um, you know, being thankful, you would be surprised what just, let's just say you have a bad day and you don't say like the right things, walk around with a smile, you know, smile at the, at the end of every um, statement you make it after an objection or smile when you first meet the scrub tech for the day or the, or the uh, OR nurse or <clears throat> whoever it may be. Um, it goes a long way. Some of those little small personality traits that I think you can probably refine a little bit uh, can help you be more of a chameleon. Uh, you know, so that's my my take on it. And, and this is a lot of advice that I've gotten from different reps. I've, I've, I've heard it, you know, said different ways. Um, you know, you reap what you sow. Um, you know, you eat what you kill. You know, what you put in is what you get out. But a lot of that is just general kindness and being happy, being a resource. Um, okay. That, and then it's like, those things should hopefully come out during the interview process or even talking to reps. And that can, can be difficult, um, you know, with, and talking to reps, probably the easiest thing, you know, keep it light, you know, keep, be, be friendly, be inquisitive, ask questions that are meaningful, be self-aware, uh, and I know, you know, those, those are probably some of the intangibles that they're thinking about that you're trying to, um, hopefully not suppress, but, but exude a little bit, um, you know, so, you know, that's probably, that's probably a pretty good answer to one of your questions, you know, what, what would be like the extra thing to add to the course? And that would be play into your strengths. We've all got them and they're all going to translate to this theater of, of med device sales, um, Think about the sales, I think, a little less and about, you know, compared to bridging connections and talking to people. A hundred percent. And that's where it just comes in because this is where we talk about every time you guys are talking to somebody, it's an interview. Yeah. You might not think it is, but it is it, because it's no different. When, I, when I'm in the hospital, I'm talking to a scrub tech. I must see that scrub tech at some point. And guess what? Those scrub techs are going to be with doctors. Those scrub techs are going to be with other scrub techs. It's oh, People are always going to see how you are. And to Garrett's point, like, this is why we teach you guys to just be good human beings, but also be really good at what you do. Because when you're good at what you do and you're nice, people want to work. People want to work with people they like. That's number one. But then if you work with somebody you like and they're really good at what they do, it makes it that much better because there's a lot of jerks. That's, it makes it right. a lot easier. At, at the very least, at least we were able to crack a joke here and there or, or you know, know that you were trying. Um, you know, and I know that can be difficult, but, 
again, kind of back to what do you do when things are tough? We all have bad days on the water. Um, what are you going to leverage today? Yep. And so that I really love that, but like the one thing I want to, I kind of just look into Garrett is what we talked about is, so when you were going through that interview process and, and going through it, what I just want to ask, because you did the course, right? What, where do you feel like the course really helped you in that interview process and, and helping you land a position, especially as a full line rep, not, not just an associate role? Yeah, I think, I think a couple things. I mean, the idea of like a business plan and showing that, that work ethic is a part of it. I used to think, I come from a construction family. I know you come from a, like a landscaping business. It's like in those, in those realms, you know, the work that you do, your resume is the work that you leave behind. And I felt like my resume did that. That's all, you know, LinkedIn and all that stuff. It's like, people should be vetting me. You know, there's, there's, there's a, an organization on, on LinkedIn, the Joe Mullins group. It's like a med tech med space. Yep branding and recruiting firms like and i'll never forget what he said you know the best talent you have to go out and find um and i i felt like i was that guy even though i, I wasn't really getting anywhere um and even though i didn't like I, I didn't really try hard enough so with all the intangibles aside you're going to have to put in the work that's what led me to the course that's why i reached out as often as I could to people mostly within my, my area here, but also outside in the med tech realm that I was looking to break through. And I would talk to anyone anywhere who is receptive and I would try and uh, tailor their advice for my next opportunity. Yep. Um, so yeah, to answer your question, the networking piece, how, how to approach um, sales reps without like asking for a job or, or um, asking for their time without simply having a, a conversation that was quick, concise, and basically revolving around, you know, hey, my name is Garrett, just looking to see what you had done to break through. And I would try and tailor that to what their past experiences yep. would be. If they came from like an outside sales role that was completely uh, irrelevant to the industry, I would say, you know, how did you go from it? uh, enterprise car rentals to, uh, X, Y, and Z company. Um, you know, so I would, I wouldn't just like do homework because they wanted to hear that I, uh, that I was betting them. Uh, I wanted to know how the conversation would go, uh, and how it would be meaningful to them and how they would be interactive with me and give me good advice. And, um, and I would use that information. I would, I would, Take that to heart and I would apply it to the next conversation or the next interview. Uh, as you know, it's like I was reluctant about leaving my area. Uh, I didn't I didn't want to leave the region I was in. So yep. it's like if I'm going to break through, I'm going to have to do everything right. I'm going to have to be the biggest, juiciest, fastest mouse in this cat and mouse game. Um, and I'm going to I have to hone my skills. And again, it's like. The networking piece I got from you, how to how to framework that, but also, you know, the business plan, like what 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 to look for, and all of it's very sensible and straightforward. But um, you know, there's little nuances here and there that I think folks would benefit from, and 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 getting in the course for sure. You know? well, I appreciate that. And the thing I want to just I want to state is because I remember being when I was in San Francisco, we were on a call. Um, I, it was late at night, and I, and I was walking. And, 
you had just had an interview and we were prepping you for an interview that you're about to go to. And, and the thing is, is that we, we had real honest talks of there were going to be people that you were just like too qualified for that because they, they couldn't see where you're at. Right. And I remember one of the calls you and I got on a call, you went for a position and there were like, you're too qualified. We think you're too like go getter. We think you're too. And I just remember you and I sitting there. And, I, and I'm just sitting here smiling because here you are as a full line rep now. That wasn't for one, right? Like for a full line sales rep, well, now you're going to go get your own quota. You don't have to move. You don't have to leave. You're where you get to stay and you're in your own position. But I remember you and I just having that call. And I just remember getting so frustrated when I heard that because it was somebody, and this is, I just want the listeners to hear this, is there was somebody like Garrett who had no background, but he was, it's what I just posted in my Instagram today. You'd be so freaking good that they just can't overlook you. And Garrett was so freaking good and prepared for this interview. It actually scared the regional manager and was like, I think you're too good at this position. I can't even hire you for that. And because they wanted somebody more relaxed. And that's, yeah. I just get jacked when I think about that because that's what you were able to bring even though you didn't have the B2B sales experience. Yeah, yeah. To summarize that, yeah, 100%. I, I say I came in too hot on that on that particular interview for that role. If you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake like that. Make an aggressive mistake. Um, you know, my goal was a, a full-line medical sales rep. Um, and, and they were going to know that. And I was going to go into that interview, not just like letting that know, but like, like any question that they asked me, I was going to spin that uh, in favor of what my objections were. Be honest with yourself. Um, that is going to come out in an interview. You're not going to try, don't try and fool anyone. Um, you know, I wanted to rep a company and I wanted to do well. I wanted to work hard. I wanted to do, I wanted to amalgamate with that company. Um, but I wanted them to not in that same breath question my drive yep. uh, and where my trajectory I felt was. And, you know, like, yeah, I didn't get the news that I was hoping for. Um, however, if you were to walk out in any interview knowing that you didn't get the job, uh, that would be the response I would want. Like, Garrett, you have everything. You, know, you belong in the sales world. Um, you know, you're, you know, I think maybe part of it was they, they thought that uh, I wouldn't have maybe stayed in that role long enough. Completely yep. understandable. I don't blame them. Like that, that was, they were honest. I was honest. That stuff's going to happen. If you're not honest with yourself, it's going to be hard to be honest with someone else. And also, funny enough, it wasn't long before that I had taken out uh, an executive for a medical device company on a fly fishing trip. It's like, how does this freaking happen? You know, it's like, I'm going to test, I'm going to test this, the waters on this, like how, you know, where am I at? This guy will know, um, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, man, you, he, he keyed me into his like nephew, who's a full line rep. Um, we talked to just another conversation with, the, with the, a great rep, but um, you have enough of those conversations in interviews or not. Um, good news or bad. And it's up to you to spin that in a favorable way to en enhance your trajectory. Um, you know, it worked out for me. Um, yeah. Like I said, be the, be the fastest mouse out there in a cat and mouse game. Yeah. Um, but don't, Just you want to get caught, you know, take the cheese. Uh, you know, I think in that interview, I took the cheese and, and ran a little too fast, but, uh, but, but, and, and, but I like, this is where I get excited. I don't think you did. 
because you just stay true to you. And like yeah. this, this is where I, I get, I get more passionate. It's been my saying, I've probably said it on the last 17 podcasts. It's mm-hmm. Eagles don't flock with pigeons, yeah. right? If you're going in like this, this has happened to me. I, I, before I took my current role that I have, I had one of these companies offer me 250, one giant med device company. And they're like, you need to do this, AB. And I was like, I'm already making more money than you as the manager. I'm already kicking your butt and you've been in for 17 years. Who, the, who are you going to tell me? I don't, yeah. I'm not messing with you anymore. Like I'm pulling myself out of this interview and I'm done because you don't see where I'm at. And like, that's, I, you can see how passionate and how, how actually pissed I'll get about that stuff because when people don't see your value, it's not your problem. You shouldn't sit there and try to convince somebody about your value. If they don't see it, kick rocks onto the next one. Because like yourself, Garrett, you knew you were about to provide a bunch of value to whoever hires you. Yeah. You have to convince yourself of that. If not, it's going to come out that you're, you're just not confident in whichever interview. That's a big part of those personality trait questionnaires, um, <laughs> I think, in some ways. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, you answer to yourself. Back to that, that question, that first question that I was asked, the first interview, Garrett, I don't know, um, you know, without having any sales experience, how you do it in, in this role. And in, like my my response is like you. It's like, you don't know that. You don't know what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. Fuck, I don't even know what I'm capable of, but I happen to think it's <laughs> spectacular things. Yep. Um, you know, how do you, how do you trans, how do you say that in, in basically an interview? Yeah. Uh, how can you come off that way without being kind of a, a turd? Talky, you know, yeah. You know, but yep. um, in that, in that same breath, I would say each company is going to look for probably different traits in someone. Yep. Um, you know, you need to be a team player regardless. You're working as a part of a larger organism uh where everyone's got its part like you need to have a level of independence but you also for sure need to be a team player not just within the operating room and whatever but within the sales organization too so um you have to walk that line and be like you know i i i I see where you're coming from and mean it um but also be uh like like willing to accept a challenge too yep i guess what i'm trying to say is gonna wear multiple hats you're gonna be, there's no I in team, Jacob, but there is a <laughs> there's no I in team, but there is a win, and that's why we play, baby. Right? Like yeah. this is I I yeah. say this all the time because I think about this. I think uh, I th- I'm thinking like tennis. I didn't I never played, so I can't say that. But like I'm from Iowa, so wrestling that's huge where we're from. But like wrestling is almost like the perfect sport to explain medical device sales as you're on a team, you're playing in the duel. But if you're you're wrestling at 138 or whatever it was, right? Yeah. You don't give a crap about 162. You're about 138, and I'm here to rock my territory. I'm here to rock because, like, here's the whole conversation. When I was at Medtronic, yeah, I'm with the whole organization, and we want the whole GYN division to be good. But guess what? Nobody gave a damn about me in Arizona. It was me right. out fighting me in Arizona against 15 other people by myself. So, yeah, we're sure. going to – Oh, you're the team. Yeah, we got a whole group around you. We're going to play. But at the end of the day, I had one or two people I can call. But then it's me fighting for my own war, right? And so it's like, that's the conversation you guys need to know going into these med device companies. Is It is a team. It is. It is. You are playing as a team. But it's also, it's a solo war. It's a solo fight. And you're going into a dogfight by yourself 
you got some buddies, but it's kind of like, you know, I always think about, it's like when you're a little brother and you got the big brothers and you, the, the bully picks on the little brother and the little bull brothers, you got to take the punches. You're going to have yeah. some, you might have some big guys come in and be able to help, but at the end of the day, you're the one going through it. Right. And yeah. so that's the way I can explain like this med device, what Garrett is saying. And then also the piece I wanted to touch on just to your point, Garrett is how do you, how do you guys tell these people you are so freaking good without becoming cocky? Because this is a common conversation I have with people and especially going through the interview process when you haven't been able to. And this is my best advice for you guys is to Garrett's point. He's like, I've never done this and maybe I won't be, but like, I'm pretty sure that I will be like, here's the whole conversation. This is where I take back your past experiences. I didn't know how to do something. I didn't know how to do landscaping when I went to college. But guess what? If I wanted to pay the bills and be able to afford it, I had to do the landscaping. I had to learn it. I didn't know how to reach. I didn't know anything about medical device sales. But guess what? Here I am sitting in front of you, showing you that I'm doing the work and I'll figure it out. So to your point, G. Every, every job, there's going to be a learning curve. Exactly. Uh, the more mold, moldable and inquisitive uh, you are, I think the easier it's going to be. Um, where confidence meets that, I think is is paramount. You know, I even now I'm I'm still like studying away, and it's like I need to I need to be um, as best an extension of the entire sales team as possible. If I'm going to rep myself, I'm going to have to rep this company. If I'm going to build bridges in the OR space. Uh, I'm going to have to be a team player with them as well. But at the same time, like you have to have a certain level of knowledge and experience and confidence to navigate that. Um, and those will come out in your conversations with reps and interviewers, um, you know, and everything, but, but for sure be moldable. And also like, yeah, it is a competitive and it is a battle within those spaces uh, on an individual level, but don't, don't make any enemies. Um, um, you know, you can think to yourself, I, and it is in ways a competition for sure. Don't let that take precedence as much as being the happiest, jolliest, smartest, friendliest, most smiling son of a, a bitch there is, uh, and kill him with kindness. Yep. Uh, that'll, that'll web into every space that you're ever going to want to be in. I promise yep. you that. You're hundred percent right. And that I'm, that's such a good thing to land it on and leave it on. And I just want to, I'll, I'll say this because to your point, it is competitive and it is, let me just tell you guys, med device sales can, and you guys know this through the process. If you're doing it, it can be frustrating. It can be a roller coaster and there are going to be people who don't believe in you. And you know what? That's okay. You have to accept it. But also <laughs> to, to Garrett's point is don't make any enemies, but there are enemies and we have them. And guess what? Internally, I, it's no different than when I, before I used to go out on the court, I'd be like this mother, I am about to crush their soul. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say, Hey, good game. Yeah. Guess what? It's okay yeah. to be competitive. It's okay. But to Garrett's point, you're not going to be like, you never are going to go into an OR room. You're never going to go into an interview and be a douche. You're never going to go and actively show that. But guess right. what? When I used to see my person I was up against, I'm like, game on, baby. I'm about to crush you, cross you, step back three in your face in this OR room and right. make you look so silly. But right. the whole time, it's just because I'm doing what I'm good at and I'm so confident and I'm working the room. I'm having the conversations. I'm building those relationships and I'm just being so good at my craft. And then I'm going to walk out with a smile on my face and say, thank you. And know deep down inside that I just 
dunked all over you. And I am, when I get in my car, I'm like, that's right. Like you get, and you can jack, get it all jacked and explode. But to Garrett's point, yes, we're not making enemies and being jerks inside the OR in those rooms because otherwise it gets too hostile and literally you'll get kicked out. You will not be allowed back in those accounts. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, enjoy the moment if it's possible. Enjoy it. Be, feel good about what you just did. You know, that that's kind of an American thing. Like work, at least for me, like work hard, play hard, rest your head uh, on your pillow at the end of the night. An honest man's pillow is his peace, is his peace of mind. Bam. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I that, like to end things. Like, I was going to say, that's how we can end it right there. If you can fall asleep and you know that you did the right things, you worked hard, you, you gave all the effort you had, but you also treated people the right way and you can sleep at night. It doesn't matter what anybody says or anybody else feels about you. You know, you did the right thing. That's all that matters in life. At the end of the day, you answer to yourself, my friend. <clears throat> yes, sir. G, thank you so much for coming on here. Congratulations. So proud of you, man. Congrats again on breaking in. I appreciate you. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, yeah. To everyone listening, uh, it's a grind and it should be. Uh, you're going to break into the industry and it's not going to change. Um, got to earn it, but that's everything in life. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, appreciate you, brother. And if you guys are listening, reach out on LinkedIn, new to medical device sales, Jacob McLaughlin. Uh, if you guys are interested in the course, link is in the description. We're happy to schedule a call and then we will talk to you guys soon to help you break in to medical device sales. We'll see you on the next one. Peace.